January 18th. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, today's narrative will be from the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verses 22 through 45. As we said yesterday, we'll read about victory. Jesus is the stronger man who has invaded Satan's house, overcome him, taken his weapons, and is now claiming his spoils. Put on the armor and join him in his victory. We'll read about neutrality. Beware an empty life. It's a standing invitation for Satan to go to work. In the spiritual war being waged today, you cannot be neutral. You're either for him or against him. God can forgive all sins except the sin of rejecting his son. Now, something very important for us as believers. God's children cannot commit an unpardonable sin, for all their sins were forgiven when they trusted Jesus. And now, let's begin our reading here today in the New Testament. January 18th, Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 through 45. Then a demon-possessed man, who was both blind and unable to talk, was brought to Jesus. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed. Could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? They wondered out loud. But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom at war with itself is doomed. A city or home divided against itself is doomed. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by the prince of demons, what about your own followers? They cast out demons too. So they will judge you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. Let me illustrate this. You can't enter a strong man's house and rob him without first tying him up. Only then can his house be robbed. Anyone who isn't helping me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Every sin or blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which can never be forgiven. Anyone who blasphemes against me, the Son of Man, can be forgiven. But blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. A tree is identified by its fruit. Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes! How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good words from a good heart, and an evil person produces evil words from an evil heart. And I tell you this, that you must give an account on judgment day of every idle word you speak. The words you say now reflect your fate then. Either you will be justified by them, or you will be condemned. One day some teachers of religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove that you are from God. But Jesus replied, Only an evil, faithless generation would ask for a miraculous sign. 
but the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights. So I, the Son of Man, will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will rise up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And now someone greater than Jonah is here, and you refuse to repent. The Queen of Sheba will also rise up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, because she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And now someone greater than Solomon is here, and you refuse to listen to him. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert, seeking rest, but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and clean. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation. The saddest person in the world is a stingy person. Did you know that? They don't share what they have. They keep bringing it in, but they don't share. They don't share who they are. They don't share their talents. They don't share their love. Andrew was not a stingy person. As soon as he found out that, that, uh, uh, who he believed to be the long-awaited Messiah, he went running home to his brother and he said, Listen, you've got to come with me. I found something today that I just, I'm telling you what, in his book, The Turning Point, Malcolm Gladwell describes the work of the connector. The connector, he explains, are, are important to social epidemics. The reason why a new restaurant becomes popular is because everybody says, oh, you need to go to that restaurant. They're ser serving a filet mignon down there that will absolutely cause your esophagus to turn upside down. Go get a piece of it before it even gets down. That's hard to do. But people will talk about something that they like. They'll talk about a bargain that they got. I mean, most folks, I'm telling you what, when somebody gets a bargain, everybody seems to know about where the bargain is. Let me tell you something. I got eternal salvation free of charge. Now, that's a bargain. Amen. Didn't cost me nothing, but it cost heaven everything that heaven had to offer. God said that he loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I got to tell somebody about the bargain. Amen. Didn't cost me nothing, but it cost heaven everything. You see, a connector is the person in the marketplace who tells their friends, you got to get down to Walmart. Psalm 16, verses 1 through 11. You have taken a giant step toward true Christian maturity when you can say to the Lord and mean it, my goodness is nothing apart from you. We'll read about good fellowship here in Psalm 16. God's people are not perfect, of course, but we should delight in their fellowship and not in the fellowship of the world's crowd. The world needs our witness, but we must take care not to start loving the world. We'll also read about good counsel. God gives wisdom if you will ask Him. God teaches you in the darkness as well as in the light. And we'll read about good hope. Now, this passage is one of the few in the Old Testament dealing with resurrection. It refers to the resurrection of Christ, and that is what gives us 
our hope. Psalm 16, verses 1 through 11, a psalm of David. Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, You are my master. All the good things I have are from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Those who chase after other gods will be filled with sorrow. I will not take part in their sacrifices or even speak the names of their gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance! I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is filled with joy, and my mouth shouts his praises. My body rests in safety, for you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your godly one to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence, and the pleasures of living with you forever. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 27 through 32. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it, when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow, and then I'll help you. Do not plot against your neighbors, for they trust you. Don't make accusations against someone who hasn't wronged you. Do not envy violent people. Don't copy their ways. Such wicked people are an abomination to the Lord, but He offers His friendship to the godly. Psalm 16, verses 1-11